0: Hey authors, quick shout out before today's episode. First of all, thank you so much for your support of Writer in the Making. It means more than you know. And I'd like to invite you to become a partner today. Click on listener support and choose whichever monthly plan works best for you. Your support ensures that fellow listeners like yourself can find these episodes and get helpful tips, encouragement, or if they simply want to keep up with me. Subscribe if you haven't already and leave a rating or a review. It helps spread the word. Thank you all again. I appreciate Hey authors, welcome back to another podcast episode. My name is Daria White. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I can't believe that Christmas is literally one week from today, so I'm excited. But for today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you all an article that I found recently that I thought was pretty interesting because how many of us have heard the common writing tips in terms of what to do and what not to do, right? And I've even seen polls online, especially on Twitter, about Um, in terms of asking like what's the best advice you've ever gotten from a fellow writer or what's the worst advice and for some of us we don't mind listening to others especially if they've been in the trenches longer than you have and you're trying to get their insight you're trying to get some pointers but at the same time you know what's going to work for you right? And you want to find your own rhythm. So I'm going to be reading a few of the seven common novel writing tips. And this is from now novel.com. So I will leave a link in the description box for this episode if you want to check out the rest and read it. I just thought it was pretty interesting because I've even mentioned some of these things on my episodes as advice. But again, you do what works best for you. So the first tip here is write what you know. That's pretty common, right? Because You really want to stick where since your strong points are right, you don't want to go too far out there and try to prove yourself in this different genre that you really are not interested in when you could spend your time in the genre that you absolutely love. So me, even though I like reading across the board, I know that I'm probably not going to put my hands to a science fiction novel because that's really not my niche. But I don't mind incorporating some things here and there. But if you ever hear me talking about I'm going towards science fiction. Then, no, I'm telling you, that's not me, okay? So, stick with where you're strong at. But I just wanted to see, in terms of what the recommendation here is, this part on point one says it's true that to write a great story you need closeness to your material don't take novel writing tips like this completely literally though contemporary british historical fiction author philippa gregory couldn't personally know the 16th century aristocrat mary boleyn that didn't stop her though from writing the historical novel the other boleyn girl from getting critical acclaim and a film adaptation so take "write what you know figuratively write about experiences and events, you know, in a sense that you can relate to them. If you can relate to your material, then this emotional or intellectual closeness will filter into your work and affect readers. So I do like that point. So while I do write what I know, I also like to incorporate some different experiences, things that I'm interested in, and I go ahead and I add it into my book. So point two, we know this one, show don't tell I've said this you've heard me share it before you've heard it from other authors that it's best to do more showing than telling but I'm honestly an advocate of doing both so my question that I ask myself is is it moving my story further along if I'm just adding a lot of fluff just to get a word count then I need to cut it but if this particular piece of work or narrative is moving my story along if it's setting the theme if it's setting um, in terms of the mood so if I'm writing a scene in terms of like the loss of a family member and they're in the hospital, you know, maybe I will give more description in terms of how the hallway feels, the the lighting above or the beeping sounds in the background. So it's going to have a different mood. So that may require that. But if it doesn't require that, then I don't need it. But with this point right here it says show don't tell is good advice in some respects what befalls your characters might be moving or shocking but the reader soon forgets if it's hard to picture and feel these events emotional connection lingers compare for example the following and they give examples there So between these two examples that they give, fear is distilled in a concrete image and by evoking the sense of sound. The character's movement and the description of the mother combine to make the reader see and hear what the character sees as fear gives way to relief. Showing makes the scene more vivid. So again, if it's contributing to your scene, go ahead and add it. But if it's not, don't feel like you have to put all these descriptions and metaphors and similes because it can drag your story and it can get boring. So you want to make it memorable. You're trying to build a connection between the character and the reader. All right, so when in doubt, cut it out or you can ask your critique partner on that one. Number three, make bad things happen to characters to show what they're made of. Remember the question I've asked before? What's the worst thing that can happen to your character? That's something for me that has really stretched my skills. But just because I asked that question, it may not be the right fit for my story because every book that I write has a different rhythm. So I may have gone way out there with one book where everything that could happen did happen but then with another book I'm like well that's not really my theme here that's not really the tone that I'm going for so again it I think it depends on your story but only you can answer that question so as I read further down here it says it's true that treating characters badly creates an element of unpredictability and excitement right But your story will be more balanced if you're able to reveal your characters through adversity as well as less conflict-driven story segments. So find that balance there. Yes, you want stuff that... In a sense, they're going to have to work through the adversity, right? But you don't want it to be so much so that your readers like, okay, this seems a little bit out of control. I think this is going a bit too far. So again, this is, I think, where your critique partner comes in handy. So just ask his or her opinion. Like, what do you think about this? Am I going too far here? And what about this? What about that? I don't know, again, what your story is. But just ask those questions and go with your writer gut. If you feel like it needs to be there, then keep it there. You know your story better than anybody, but I would keep that in mind. And then never use passive voice. I know for me that can be a weakness, but let's see as we scroll down here. One way that you can use passive voice is to reinforce the sense of a character's passivity in a scene, but do this subtly as a rule of thumb choose the sentence structure that is clearest and most concise so i know for some of us i know i've heard it that passive voice is a no-go you always want to stay in the action make sure it's an active voice but i think if you're using it subtly and again it's needed then go ahead and give it a shot number five shun the adverb (laughs) number six create complications in the middle of your story and then finally number seven which I know I've said and I do advocate for focus on the action but let's see here as I scroll down even if you're describing a static scene imbue your descriptions with active words create it because it creates contrast and you're able to think about anomalies. Ask what does this scene have that stands out and makes it worth translating into words for someone else to see. Keep in mind, keep this in mind, so you write great pages, even though nothing highly significant is happening. So again I leave that up to you but I know for me if I don't start where the action is and keep the focus on the action I do have a tendency to drag out my scenes to where the pacing is just far too slow. So I think this also um, should take into account about knowing your weaknesses as a writer but if you know that you don't have that problem with pacing then go ahead and you know maybe write a few more scenes that don't require as much action depending on your story. But if you're like me and you know that that's a weakness of yours, then stick with your strengths okay but I thought this article was interesting because again these are common things that we hear on in a sense what to do but sometimes it's okay to hear it from a different perspective you might have a different take on it so again the link is included in the description box for this episode seven common novel writing tips and in parentheses it says use caution and I've also included the link for the free writers giveaway that I'm in so if you haven't Uh, looked at that and seen anything that you're interested in go ahead and check that out i'm also on there and they're also um Are some great other resources that I think would be helpful to you from editing to marketing to how to write when you have kids and how to take care of yourself as a writer in terms of self-care, all that there is available to you, and it'll be from now up until January the 9th. So you have time, but make sure that you don't forget. But you guys have an awesome rest of your day. Again, um, I just want to say thank you for your support of this podcast. Merry Christmas, happy holidays to you all. And remember, if you wrote a book, it is is already unique because you wrote it and no one can write a book like you. God bless, stay safe, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.